Welcome to the Rookie Investor Podcast. This episode, we are going to be looking at some random blue chip companies. The way it's going to work is Gareth is going to throw five blue chip companies that are uh, pretty popular at the moment. They're in the media. Um, a lot of people are asking questions about them. He's going to throw some random ones to me, and we're yep. going to pull it up, give you some insight, give you some valuation, and, um, yeah, see where this takes us. Hopefully make you guys think if you want to invest in it, to be honest. Um, so that was the idea here. We we cover lots of uh, sort of, you know, high-level kind of discussions around ideas and concepts, and we thought today we'd sort of get stuck in a bit, get a bit more Get in the detail. Absolutely, and show that actually, you know, it is about analysis. It's about um, going through that process every time. That's what what you know we teach in the master class it's what it's what a lot of good investing is about is that ability to to understand to have that knowledge to be able to really see what companies are about helpfully if i was doing it it'd be a disaster helpfully phil is incredibly able incredibly able to go through that process <laughs> um so the first company let's dive right into it right mm, i'm gonna go really big i'm gonna go really big. simple amazon amazon yeah Nice easy one. Warm Amazon. you up, Phil. I don't you getting too nervous. Early. All right, just gonna pull up some researching. So Amazon is obviously what Amazon do? has been for a long time. Famously, they didn't make money for about twenty years, but they had money pumped into them, and now they're seeing the fruits of that money. Um, so I suppose, yeah, Phil. Well, actually, before we get into that, Phil, let's step back slightly. What is the process? What are we interested in when we look at stocks? I think we haven't even covered that. So let's be yeah. chat about that first because that's quite important. Cool. Let's, uh, let's start through looking at the, the market cap. So that gives us the size of the company. Okay. Market capitalization. Um, yes. Thank you. Sorry. Did no, because so I just, no, but I'm just saying like you have to say what it is. Anyway, market capitalization. <laughs> so looking at the market cap first, just to give us an idea. It doesn't yep. really give us a lot of detail or analysis. Um, then uh, let's, we'll have a look at the cash. I like having a look at the cash that they have. Okay. Um, have a look at their total assets. So the cash they have is what they have in the savings, basically. Pretty much there. sitting in the bank account, yep. ready to go. Yep. Um, so market cap, market yep. capitalization. Thank you. Have a look at the cash. Have a look at the assets and liabilities and make sure there's a reasonable gap there. Sure. Um, and then we might have a look at some quick analysis in terms of the growth and potentially like evaluation price to earnings and maybe a discounted cash flow. Yeah, sure. So you've had quite a bit of success if you watch back videos. So you can actually test this. Yeah. And there are videos Phil's put up. I think you talked about one of the big banks, wasn't it? Was oh, I picked up um, Commonwealth Bank, ANZ, uh, ANZ Bank. Yep. All, both went up by um, over 20% in the yep. year. Uh, Realestate.com.au went over 30%. Yep. Um, oh, More recently, what was the cheeky edge one? AT&T went up 12% yep. in a month. Uh, Tesla. Uh, Tesla yep. went up 25% after we'd done it. Um, the shaver shop I put out in a oh, recent yeah. um, free lead magnet yep. and they re- announced earnings and that went up. I think it's been up about 50% in the last three months. Yeah, Not that yeah, I did it so three months ago, but no, no, it's no, no. been double digits again. Yep. So, um, yeah. So it does work, I suppose, is the point. All of this <laughs> is about education. People think, and Phil did a really good live video on this whole gambling investing thing. So many people go, no, let's buy houses, let's buy property, or let's buy a single property and rent it out, and then have trouble with tenants and have to kick them out and do all that. Oh, investing, I'd never touch investing. And, you know, we we had a sit down, a really good chat with Grant Cardone, who's uh, one of the very big players in property in the US, very successful businessman, very successful salesperson. And he was really poo-pooing investing, which was interesting <laughs> from his perspective. His whole point was he couldn't feel it and touch it, yeah. w- which is awesome. But, uh, you know, I think there's 
that's kind of irrelevant nowadays because lots of people buy property that they never feel in touch. They buy property all over the place. So that's kind of a bit of a no-go. So yeah. the, the point is it does work. The education part really works. And actually, it's not about gambling. And Phil, if you look through the videos, you can see actually that he's pinpointed a couple of stocks and they've gone on incredibly well. So anyway, let's go back, let's to, let's go back to Amazon. Yeah. Amazon market cap, we will start out with currently as of today, $894 billion. Damn. Isn't that insane? How much money is that? $894 billion. Billion. Like, that's, that's incredible, actually. That is incredible. <laughs> isn't it, really? It's hard to comprehend. It's hard to yeah, comprehend. It's really... So it's just beyond any normal amount of money. So that's a, a huge market cap, obviously, for the business, as, as anyone would expect. Going uh, into that mega cap stage. Let's yeah, have yeah. a look at their cash. Cash is always interesting. Currently... Um, What's that? Forty-three billion in cash. Okay. Um, yeah, that's all right. Which that's means a, a sizable amount. Yeah, it's probably about half of what Apple have. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They've still got plenty of. They got a lot of cash in the reserves. If anything goes wrong and they need to spend money, they've certainly got it to spend. They've got more cash than quite a significant number of countries would have in their own cash piles. Actually, <laughs> I suspect. Yeah, forty-three billion. I'm just trying to think of yeah, that would knock out quite a few companies actually. Yeah, sure. Countries, sorry, yeah. Forty-three yeah. bill and their debt liabilities is twenty-five bill, right. and that's just cash. That's not assets to sell. Okay, so what does that actually mean? So they have. When you say debt and liabilities, is is that all debt or what? What I, I roughly just in forms of yeah, debts, loans that they might have, people that they owe money right. to, because that's quite high, high or is it? No, no, no. Well, well, the amount doesn't matter. It's just how much you've got left over. Okay. So yeah, when we yeah. look at their long-term assets and their long-term liabilities, they have $120 billion in long-term assets. Okay. And they have $70 billion in long-term liabilities. So the key is in the numbers themselves, it's that difference. Okay. Because we come from a risk point of view. We sell $120 billion to pay out our $70 billion li- liability. Yeah. We've got $50 billion left over. Yeah, sure. So that's that's where you kind of come from. It, and are you looking at obviously fifty billion is a huge amount of money, but are you looking at that as a percentage of the market cap, or is it literally just if if it's in a plus? Well, well that's, that's what, great. That's when you look at book value per share, and this is one for value investing, and Amazon's not that. So they've got what's called fifty billion dollars um, in equity, yep. their assets, my liabilities, but their market cap's eight hundred and ninety-four bill. Yep. So what that means is if you buy a stock now. Um, chances are you're not going to get your money back if the company went out of business tomorrow. Yeah, okay. That's sort of how the asset liabilities okay. work. But that's only from like an accounting point of view. That's if Amazon went under tomorrow. Yep. Kind of irrelevant because they're not going to go under. No, no, no. Absolutely not. So yeah, they've, got, they've got, um, yeah, a fair bit of leeway. So they've got, healthy, they've got healthy reserves. Oh, yeah. Which you're looking at as an investor now. And I think what I'd like to do, actually, just to add a little bit of a layer on top a of it. A bit of spice. Yeah, well, make it interesting. All is, right, all right. Um, Oh, I would like to know what type of investing would suit the stock. So you've mentioned value investing. You said this isn't, and it doesn't sound like value investing. It's probably, well, we can get onto the valuation maybe, but yeah. I just, from, you know, if, if you can, Phil, you're sweating a bit now. I can see that. Yeah, you're getting what, nervous. That's all what right. What are you talking about? That's a, <laughs> Stocks? I'd like, <laughs> I'd like to get a sense of what type of investing you think would work well for that. So sorry to keep on jumping in and interrupting you, but sorry, just to go back. So, um, money looks good. The 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 assets they have look good. What's the next thing you'd look at then? Yeah, so we want to tackle that question. It's a growth stock. Okay, it's very much growth. Like you generally have growth value or dividend. 
Okay. If you break it into three core kind of functions, yep. and this fits into that that growth, it's not value. It's not something that's going to hang around and, and stay well in the, um, you know, when the economy's down, people are stopped going to buying stuff on Amazon when they have less money. So are you, they you, you want it to? Well, they have to. They, there's a lot of discretionary spend okay. on there. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong; they'll still they'll still do huge. a lot yeah, of money. No, 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 fair point. It will happen. Um, wrong. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I think point. it'll, it'll yeah. decrease. Um. So, what was your next question? I was about. No, no, no. So just so I go back to the analysis then. So you've looked at the assets, you've looked at the liabilities. Yeah. What else? You've looked at market cap. What else would you generally look at then if you're yeah. going okay. to Okay, so, so we're going price to earnings ratio, yep. which is how much people are paying for it. And it's a gross company. So the price to earnings ratio is absolutely ridiculous. It's 78.3. Oh, my God. I'm used to like 12 to 14. 78.3. That's US tech companies. Wow. So just to explain to, to anyone listening and anyone watching, yeah. price to earnings ratio. Price to earnings is, is how much you're willing to pay for $1 of earnings for that company. So every time Amazon generates $1, you're willing to pay $78 to give that $1. That's Which, price to earnings. put it that way, is a really good way to, to explain it. It's nuts. Yeah. It's because insane. a lot of companies, when I've done a couple of tech companies, Hewlett Packard, I was doing an analysis on them um, based on the, uh, the, uh, the Rookie Investor program. And that was coming out at about fourteen, so you'd be, I'd be willing to pay fourteen dollars <laughs> if I invested, which I did. Yeah, four dollar, and actually that's gone really well. They've had really good growth, so I'm really happy with how that's going. But uh, yeah, that's incredible to think that, that that's yeah. where it's at. So that's the value that Amazon have. It's now the thing with growth companies is people see the price to earnings and like that's too high. Yeah, what seventy eight point three? The trick for growth investing is you pay seventy eight point three times earnings. You sell it to someone in twelve months' time for one hundred and ten point three. Yeah. Okay. So it's going up. It's it's. Uh, I always say value investing is finding a stock that's worth a dollar and buying it for fifty cents, yeah. and then sell it for a dollar. Growth investing is buying a stock that's valued at a dollar. Yeah. You buy it for two bucks and you sell it for five bucks. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't make sense. It's just it, all supply and demand. No, that's right. It doesn't. And their growth. Now, this is a really cool hack, and not a lot of people know this. Not a lot of experts go into this. But I'm going to tell you a formula that you apply to work out whether that price to earnings is worth the growth that they're going to have. Okay. So it comes yeah. into both growth and value investing. Cool. Yeah, right. So what we want to do is we want to have a look at the growth rate of the company, and then we want to double it. Okay. So we get the growth rate, we double it. And that should be what the price to earnings ratio is. If the oh. price to earnings is higher than that, yeah. Then that's when it's overvalued and it's not worth paying that much money for that growth. Oh, cool! Because that's where the so trade-off is. Say that again. So you take the growth rate of the company at the time you're analysing it. You double that. Yep. And that figure should be below the price-to-earnings ratio. It should be yes, yes. That's correct. Cool. So okay, yeah, no, if the company grows at ten percent, yep, double it twenty twenty percent. Price to earnings needs to be under twenty. Seventy eight, you'd say that's well overvalued in this instance. Yeah. Okay, let's do that here and see what it comes up. All right, so reconfirm the price to earnings was seventy eight point three. Seventy eight. The growth is looking at thirty point nine percent. So double that, we get sixty two. Okay. Probably it's a not little far bit off, but it's yeah. not far off. Yeah, and then would you say with something like Amazon, you'd say, you know what, it's not far off. Um, you know, I know the history in this company. I know where they've been, what they're, what they're. You know, they've got Jeff Bezos. They've got a guy who's incredibly savvy. <laughs> it's it's worth. I and mean, like, would you look at that, or would you just instantly say, nah, you know what, it's not meeting my calculations. I'm out. Like, how would you generally play that? Well, I, I generally look at the market sentiment 
on, on top of that, I go a bit deeper into kind of what's happening, where are their sales coming from, where's their sales growth, what products are growing, yep. um, are they looking at any acquisitions, what's the general sentiment on the market? Sure. Because everything apart from the numbers goes back to just supply and demand and whether people actually want to get involved in that stock and, and pay that money for it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so that one at the moment is looking a little bit overvalued, but I suspect that it's may change. Growth, yeah. It's got good growth. Good it's assets. got great assets. Liabilities, all that seems to be tick, tick in the box. Um, price earnings ratio is very high, but that's what it is for a company that that is what it is. So you might say potentially that's something that you you feel might consider investing in. Uh, yeah, well, based on that, it, 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 I'd go to the next stage of investing. Sure. I wouldn't okay. rule it out straight away. No, okay, awesome. No, that's really good. And is there anything else in that now that you wanted to have a chat about? Oh, what about, is there predictions in there that uh, people come up with? Is there anything in there that you can take from predictions? Um, you can pull up the discounted cash flow they've calculated. So this gets pretty technical, so bear with me. Just kind of cash flow. Right. Sorry, I've happy. opened up a can of worms here. Phil will keep on talking about this now, and I'm going to leave. So discounted cash flow is having a look at all the cash flow into the future yep. and then discounting it back into today's dollars. Okay. So let's say a company earns $100 million this year, yep. and they're forecast to earn $110 million in five years, sure. which sounds like growth. That's yep. $10 million more. But because we have that time value of money yep. and we have the um, inflation, inflation increase, yeah, yeah. it turns out that it's probably exactly the same. It actually hasn't increased. It's oh, just kept okay. up with earnings. Yep. So that's what you want to do. You want to forecast that out for the next five to ten years sure. and then you bring it back to yep. um, to, to today's dollars. Uh, the disclaimer of this, though, is it's always hard. Like Buffett done this for 10 years. I like doing it for a max of three. Yeah. So I think it's really super hard to calculate I, I 10 years with tech companies that is absolutely, yeah, that's yeah, right. It's yeah. pretty no, crazy. 100%. So going with that number anyway, um, they say that a fair value for the company is $1,653, okay. which means it's overvalued by about 10% based on that. Okay. So they forecast all the cash flow earnings yep. for the next okay. however many years yep. and brought it back to today. So dollars. that then matches what you were talking about in terms of the discount of cash flow. Sorry, in terms of the, the price to earnings ratio. So that is around that 10%. So the, the, there's a little bit of overvalue. Over, of, of yeah. over, uh, uh, and it seems consistent, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. So that actually ties in what you were saying in terms of your own analysis. So yeah. your own analysis works, Bill. Thanks. Just to confirm that. Very good. Can analyze. So interesting. So that's a, a really big stock. I'm not saying anyone would particularly get into that. I think it's trading at about, is it, so what would you say, 1,800 per, 1800 per, per, per stock, I think, per share? Yeah. Um, so that's that's like a really sort of a, a, an interesting one to start with. Um, second one is something a little bit closer to home, actually. Oh, um, okay. And it's one that's been hammered a little bit, so I'll be interested to see how it's looking now. It's Westpac. Westpac. Yeah. yeah. Um, disclaimer: right. I have a bank account with Westpac. Um, I'm not that I'm nervous that they're going to go, but I'm just I'm very interested in <laughs> particularly banks um, in Australia. But yeah, what's happening with Westpac? What is going on Westpac? Excuse me. Alrighty, so market cap. Let's have a look. Ninety-seven bill. Pretty decent size, and what you'd expect for That's a pretty major good for bank. A, yep. Yep. Um, okay, let's scroll down and have a look. Now, this part, it gets a little difficult here when we go into the um, cash and the assets and the debt, only because banks naturally have more debt because that's how uh, they fund operate. things, yep. and they only have to have a certain percentage of reserves to actually cover the debt. Yep. It's kind of crazy because if everyone went now to withdraw their money from the um, bank... If there's a run on the bank, is where that happened, Northern Rock in the UK, that happened, there was a run on the bank, and that, that's exactly what happens. People say, come in and say, I want to get all my money back. Actually, it's slightly different because... 
the banks don't hold enough money to pay out everyone at all. So sorry, that's exactly what you're saying. It's crazy. Only older percentage. It is crazy. And in which case, then unfortunately, governments then tend to have to step in to pay out the remainder. So yeah, but that's right. It's it is crazy when you think about it. But that's yeah. It's insane. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm not going to probably go too much into that because it's really misleading. Yep. Okay. Um, in terms of the cash and that. So let's go straight to the price to earnings ratio. Yeah, price interested. to earnings for Westpac is thirteen point five. Okay. Slightly less than Amazon. <laughs> So that's more of a reflection of what I've seen. So again, just to reiterate, that's basically it's saying that investors are willing to pay $13 for $1 of uh, profit from Westpac. $1, yeah. And the industry is at 12 Okay. So they're above the industry. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, okay. And then the yep. overall market is 18 So you can get oh. one for the market as well. So yeah, right. What position is that? So we're talking about price-to-earnings ratio. So... Um, it, if if you if you've done the rookie investor program or if you haven't, it's still you can still get it through our website. So really, it's a, a ten day rookie investor challenge. It basically teaches you how to invest, um, and um, it, it's through this method of looking at price to earnings, and it's really good. It's what I've been using, and I've picked some really good stocks very much through this system. Um, and so part of that a big part of that system is looking, as Phil says, at price to earnings of the company, but on its own it has value. But actually, the real value is when you compare it against. Um, other people in the industry, and then the industry standard, which is exactly what Phil's 100%. done. And it, it is brilliant because it really shows you if something's been valued or not valued. So it's a value investing method. Um, and yeah, really, really good. So uh, just as a slight aside, uh, check out the Rookie Investor Challenge. It's on it's on our website, cheekinvestor.com. Forward slash 10-day challenge. Thank you very much. All right. Remember what I told you before? What do we do with growth? Oh, God. If we have a look at the growth figure, we want to yeah. double, double it. it. Yeah. So let's have a look at the growth for Westpac. 8.1. What happens if we double that? 16.2. Price earnings is 13.5. Ooh. So having a look at that um, that exchange, it's probably you know worth investing considering the growth that they're going to have. Yeah. Mind you, those numbers are both quite small. What what I'd do in this situation is I'd pull up um, Commonwealth Bank, I'd pull up NAB, I'd pull up ANZ, yeah. and and compare those four to see where they all sort of sit. Yeah, sure. Because um, that's where it's more powerful, the price to earnings, like you said. Yeah. Have a look at the same companies in the same industry. Wow, okay. That's really, really interesting. And anything else in there that we should look at? That would actually make me – I will look at that in a little bit more detail. I'm surprised at that, actually, that they are um, undervalued, to be honest. But, yeah, okay, that's very good. What about the uh, future earnings? Um, future earnings – Or well, do you think that's not worth – looking at well well it is but it's probably too detailed going into the earnings per share um and the, the okay. future earnings but no that's cool the general thing is it'll increase by eight percent but the next big thing you want to have a look at a bank is the notorious dividend payers so you want to have a look to see 6.74 uh, yeah. which is which is massive yep um it's above industry at the moment and they've gone down recently so yep. interest uh, the dividend rate goes up so dividend payments are where a company makes a decision to pay to investors a percentage of the profits. Um, so that is is a positive for investors because it means they're getting money, but uh, particularly the companies early on, you don't want to see a too high dividend payment because uh, it means that they're not investing in the company to make it grow and so investors get more money. So dividend payments, big thing in Australia, and we do a lot of US analysis and stocks and it's not as popular in, in, Australia, in uh, the US. So in Australia, there's a huge amount of dividend investing. I think particularly blue chip stocks, pretty much all the banks will probably pay out a dividend, I suspect. So yeah, anyway, just as a bit of an aside there. And I was just looking at some insider trading and that doesn't mean people getting inside information. Not it just means insider trading. Is the CEOs, the board of directors, uh, executives oh, yeah. buying stock? And yeah. There's a few little anomalies on there that aren't really 
um, sort of relevant. So that's the other one that I'd look at, but I'd compare it across the board and see anything else. But cool. Um, All right. Yeah. No, no, that's helpful. That's interesting. That's I'm going to take that a bit further. Third one I'm going to do is uh, I'm just interested to see Uber. Uber. Oh, Uber. God, I haven't looked at Uber since the IPO. So Uber, um, we did a we did a podcast on this before, um, and I think we actually oh. did say no. Oh no, it was after the podcast actually. But oh, maybe, it was a firm no. It was a definite no. It might have even been before, but um, yes, yeah, so the IPO, as everyone's probably aware of, who's in, interested in investing, was launched this year, um, and Uber tanked basically. I think their 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 price is down about thirty five percent. From the uh, the IPO price, I believe I could be wrong on that, um, but yeah, basically it's tanked, and I'm I'm just interested to see where it's sitting now and whether it's now turned around to actually being potentially something that is is there is an opportunity there. Interesting. I just got confused because I was on um, the New York Stock Exchange and not the Nasdaq. Oh, Nasdaq's where most of the tech the tech stuff is. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Market cap fifty two bill, which you'd kind of expect. Yep. Um, that is where it is. Probably yep. probably about where Tesla is. Yep. Uh, next thing is, let's have a look at their cash, see what their cash position is. Scrolling down. They, they, they've been losing money for ages, and the, and the biggest thing is that they can't get past is paying the driver. I know. But that's the biggest part yep. of the fee, which yep. is interesting moving forward if we have autonomous driving vehicles. Well, that's we've actually, that's what we spoke about in the IPO. We said that's, sorry, on that podcast, we said that's where these companies are heading. That's why they're still in the game. Because if they can get uh, autonomous driving vehicles, they then uh, uh, suddenly their profits will jump massively because the, their biggest overhead is, is their their drivers. So yeah. So they've got eleven bill in cash. Okay. Uh, eleven point seven. That's pretty good. Um, their debts four bill. Okay. So that's fairly healthy. Yeah. So they wouldn't be paying a dividend because they're again growth company. Yeah. Okay. Um, definitely not a valuation play. Um, just have a look at price to earnings, which I expect to be, or they'd have to be negative because they're not even earning. Um, Can you have negative? Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, it is because you're not earning if you're losing money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. which means makes it all irrelevant. So their price to earnings is minus 10.4. Okay. You lose $10 for every $1 of earnings. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) So it's not looking good. No, not Um, at the moment. Yeah, which is weird in itself because you're not. Still well, I'm looking at but... the growth that popped up there, and it's a 27. percent So it's trying to, yeah. This, this is why this is a bit of an interesting one. It's a little bit different to other ones. I thought, yeah. yeah so growth, is, growth is 27 percent over over that period of time. But whether that 20 percent growth is enough to generate profit, yes, is a question that needs to be asked. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, all these numbers are still looking pretty terrible. Yeah. So everything is everything. We're just looking through it here, and yeah. Everything's in the minus, so really, this it's is red. one that it's I'm very red. I'm I'm really sorry if you did go into the IPO. Um, we're going to actually start to do a bit more uh, analysis work on IPOs before they go on, and give our perspective of, of where things are. At. And we also cover a lot of this, obviously, in um, Cheeky Edge. Our, yeah, uh, stock, true, true. Our stock investing newsletter every yep. every month. I pick five hot stocks, analyze it in great detail, a lot more than this. Yep. Um, so cheekyinvestor.com forward slash Cheeky Edge. Um, we've got a new one coming out this month um, and going to include some good stocks in here. Now, one thing that I did notice with Uber that I really, really, really do not like is the compensation of the CEO. For a company that's losing money, he's getting yeah. paid $45 million a year. <laughs> wow. That, oh, that's taking that's, the piss. That's taking that's the piss. Man, that's $45 million, isn't it? That's it's not yeah, $45,000. Yeah. No, it probably that's should insane. Be. That's insane. And all of the bad press they've had, their IPO is a disaster. That's shocking. It's not actually because it's tech, but 
that's just crazy. That would be a big turnoff for investing because I'd be I'd be thinking this guy has no incentive to actually turn things around and make no, things better. He's paid forty five million. Forty five million for watching the company bloody go down the, not down the toilet. But yeah, getting smashed. Nah, I, that Fuck, would definitely yeah. that that for me instantly I'd say no. Unsubscribe. All of the other things. <laughs> all of the other things are saying. No, but that's the big clear picture. And, and again, that's that's where things like the masterclass, the education is, is awesome because you realize that you, you have like a framework. It's like a basic framework of assessment and analysis. Yeah, very structured. And then you begin to learn on top of that. There's all these things you want to look out for. And it's kind of layering those on. And then at the end of that, when you get that bit of experience and you're able to, to go through that process, you can then get such a clear picture. And honestly, the, you know, it's such a clear picture whether something's worth investing or not. We've spent, you know, a couple of minutes on, five minutes on each of these stocks. And yeah. you can already see that process and the fact that we're able to spit out numbers at the end and say, look, we think this is good or bad or it's undervalued or it's overvalued. And and that's honestly is what really good investing is about. It's, it is that knowledge base. It is that Oh, it's a methodology. Yeah, absolutely. Process, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll do one quick one. One more. The end. All right. I want to do something a bit different. Um, oh. Is Chanel... Oh, is Chanel a, a public company? Is it a large cap? Remember we said blue chip at or, the start of this. Well, no, but blue chip. Shmoo-chip. We don't want to go back. Uh, we don't want to lie. Well, that's true. Uh, all right, let's let's stick with the blue chip then. Oh no, you've, you've made me think now. Okay, um, who r- owns Chanel? If we're going to do a blue chip, I do. Um, well, Coco Chanel. Oh no, it's it's they've joined in with somebody else. I think haven't they? Who bought Tiffany? Someone bought Tiffany. Basically. Yeah, I think there's like Louis Vuitton. Maybe. Tiffany, yeah, Louis Vuitton, Cavassier, like the, the, there's a, there's a luxury brands group. Um, actually, there here's one for you, Diageo, D I A G E O. There's one for you. So Diageo are a drinks owner. They own Guinness, Bailey's, um, quite a few whiskeys, and they own. Oh, I'm going to say uh, not Heineken or Carlsberg, but they they have a huge stable of of drinks. Um, and this is one, this is, they'd be pretty close to, to Blue Chip. Okay, so, um, yeah, alcohol beverages. Yeah, so I don't know if they've got cross-listing. So cross-listing is where companies in um, one country and they list on that stock market. Okay. But then they list in other stock markets sure. around the world. Yeah. Well, my general rule is only buy the market that they listed on originally. Okay. Otherwise, it's really confusing and they get um, diluted some of their earnings and it's not quite the same um, return. Forgive the pun. Uh, Talking so, about alcohol drinks. <laughs> whole area. <laughs> so, um, yeah, these guys, I'd buy them on, what are they trading on? The, geez, I don't it's the UK, is. it's the FTSE, is it? No, it's a DB. Oh, Germany, is it? Is it? I bet you it's Germany. I'll put my money on it. No, it wouldn't be Germany. That makes no, no sense. That, that's the DAX. What's the, the Deutsche Bank? Oh, Deutsche Bank no, AG, Okay. Really? Is that no? That's not right. No, no, that's not. That's that's that's, that's another abbreviation. That's another. Um, oh, that's their abbreviation is Diage. Because yeah, they must be then another company. They must have combined with other people. G U I A. That's weird. Anyway, so what do they do? What what brands do they own? Oh, uh, Bailey's, Guinness. Um, oh, they own quite a few whiskey brands. I think. Um, they own um, another a couple of the big beer brands. They're just they're a very big player in, in booze, basically. Okay. Um, Jemison, I think. Yeah, I didn't already say that. Yeah, that's a good drink. Yeah, actually, um, Aldi has a couple of deals on Jemison. So, so what's it coming up as? Okay, all right, I'm moving on. I don't know what that exchange is. Oh, okay. I've never seen it. So we try something else. Then it's not, no, no, not we can still provide the analysis. I just don't know how to buy it. Uh, so I think this will be a value play. Um, anything alcohol-related, people buy that regardless of what the economy is doing. Yeah, I agree with you. It's, um, yep. no, <laughs> it's a good point. Amount. 
Um, so let's go through and we'll have a look at their market cap. Yeah. It is 85 billion. Is that a euro? That is, is in euro, yep. yep. Well spotted, yep. Yeah, so it could be German that they're listed on. Uh, they were British, but they might have been bought over by uh, Perno. Perno Ricard, I think, bought them over. Yeah, they're okay. French, so yeah. I think it's now, yeah, that's probably what it is. Oh, they might have been bought over. stock market? It yeah. possibly could be, actually, yeah. 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 Clearly, we're in the know around uh, Yeah, this is this what's great markets. about live analysis. It's awesome. Um, all right, so let's have a look at the cash that they have on their hands. Be curious to see. This is a pretty cool company. Oh, they're, yeah, they're big. They're one of the big, big companies. I want to have to invest. I do they're enjoy real some of their products. They're a real acquisition company. Well, that's right. I mean, that's exactly. And they're a big acquisition Ooh, company. Okay. Like, they tend to buy a lot. They have 1 billion euro okay. in cash. Yep. And 12 billion in debt. Yeah. So that's. I think they've gone on a big spree of okay. acquisition spree just in the last sort of couple of years. Yeah. So that could be good or bad, and this is an interesting one to see, yeah. Yeah, well, to put it in perspective, their total assets are 21.9 bill. Okay. Um, and their liabilities are 14, so they're still, okay. still, still in front. Still a fair bit of room. There. The reason why debt's not an issue is because interest rates are low. Yes. If you can get debt for, oh, even in Europe, what is it, half a percent, one percent? Yeah, it is, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think, they, yeah. They get sales. It went minus in, in uh, the Nordic countries, I think, yeah. Um, so then having a look at the price-to-earnings ratio, which is pretty important, uh, they're at 24 Okay. 24 times earnings. Okay. Industries at 27. Oh, so okay. For that, a little bit of, yeah. A little okay. bit under. Yeah. Um, and then we want to do our newly found formula. Future growth is 5.7%. Okay. So that's not looking great. No, growth. no. Um, no, okay. That's yeah. well And they only pay actually. a 2% dividend. That's well under. So the, so how do you look at that then when you're, so your, your price to earnings ratio is coming up with a certain figure and you're comparing that. But then if you look at the future growth, how do you weigh up? Like, what would be your sense of, say, going through this process on this one? Yeah, it I'd, I'd, depends how hard and fast you want to make the decision. If you just want to say if it's, if it's more than double, I'm out. Yeah. And then you can move on and find a better company to get um, yeah. your money in on. Yeah. Next, I'd be looking at earnings per share and then calculating and doing some sure. deeper kind of forecast. Okay. Yeah. And I'd do it for this stock because of the size of it, because the international distribution that yeah. we have. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'd go deep into this. And, and the brand uh, awareness and things yeah, like that. And yeah, and have a look because yeah. it's, yeah. it's big enough. Yeah, and I'd sure. even do it for the sake of coming up with a fair value. Yeah, Because sure. I think it's one of those stocks where it could go under value and you need to come up with a number on that. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm hearing you. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, look, I've thrown a couple of random ones at you. Um, hopefully, everyone listening and everyone watching gets a <laughs> sense listening. of... Yeah, it's still listening. <laughs> that they're not like, what are these guys talking about? But you do realize there's that process which Phil's gone through in each one of those. And you realize sometimes they don't work out and sometimes they do. There's not every company is going to be one you want to invest in. Um, and equally, not every company is going to have the information that you need. So as Phil rightly points out, there is stuff that you need to go in more when it comes to companies like Diageo. Diageo is definitely a potential when you're right. Booze is great. It's a household item. So it never goes, uh, it never really reduces in the way that tech or anything that does in a recession or if things get a little bit tighter. Yeah. Also, Diageo does have an international presence. It's in a lot of markets. It has a lot of brand leaders in what they're selling. I, from from my understanding, this is just anecdotally or, or from reading stuff, they have gone on a big acquisition spree. So maybe that weighs up in a negative way. But overall, yeah, look, that hopefully gives you a sense of, of what analysis is about. It's a very 
quick view <laughs> overview <laughs> really there's a lot more that can go into but i suppose hopefully from it yeah we're able to show you that there is there is this process this analytical process you can go through it's not gambling it's not doing that and you know putting your finger <laughs> out and going oh you know putting your tea leaves in and measuring them there is actually a process so um thank you all for listening hopefully that was that was worthwhile and enjoyable don't forget to check us out on facebook uh we're a cheeky investor and on Instagram, Cheeky Investor and CheekyInvestor.com. You'll find um, sort of all info there. Um, and our blogs aren't back up yet. We've just changed our website around. So we're going to load all our blogs on a huge amount of information. Um, reach out to us, get in touch. And yeah, hopefully we'll catch you next week. So thanks for listening.